This is episode 281 of the Gold Squadron Podcast, and I'm your host, Dion Morales. And today, I'm joined by Marcel something-something, my dad's grumble, grumble, stupid bombs, Manzano. Yeah, hey, wait, wait, can you pause the stream? I gotta go poop. <laughs> Will Black Tie Affair Haygood. How's it going, everybody? And Ryan, X-Wing Championship Champion of Michigan, Staniszewski. That's what it says on my Stein mug right here. That's right. Slash trophy. L listen, if it's on a mug, it cannot be contested. Can't. It just can't be. It's a fact. <laughs> As for announcements and news, yes, this weekend there were a ton of events. We had two European events. We had an online championship event. We also had uh, a regional level event in Michigan. And we're going to be talking about all of those. Some of them will cover top eight. Some of them will cover top four. I'll also try to take some peeks and see if we find some any other goodies uh, that we can find when it comes to uh, the list. But the other thing I wanted to bring up is that this weekend we wrapped up the qualifiers for the Galactic Championship. We had five of them. Now we are going to be having the Galactic Championship finale October 22nd to the 23rd. This week you will be receiving an email that says, hey, you earned an invite. You are guaranteed a spot. Click here to buy your ticket. Follow these instructions. You do the things, and you will be all set. Now, looking at our numbers, we are going to have about 30-ish open seats because we had we have a bunch we had a bunch of people who qualified more than once. All right, so that means we had some some extra seats. In order to qualify for those open seats, you have to have participated in the Galactic Championship. So I will be sending uh, an email with those, uh, with the instructions for that out to those people who did not qualify. And that will be first come, first serve for the sake of our sanity. And we don't have a, a system that can, uh, can do too much there. But before we jump into our main topic for today, our podcast is brought to you by our GSP patrons, the ones that help us get it done. Becoming a patron makes you a part of our largest group of supporters here at GSP. If you want to be a part of it, you can go to patreon.com slash gold squadron. The upcoming shipment in January will contain two sets. Remember, we're doing two shipments a year. Each shipment has two different sets in it because we're still doing four quarters. We're just trying to save money on shipping because shipping prices have gone crazy up here uh but we have the heroic set all right we have the heroic set you could end up uh with you will end up with five pilots and uh, depending on your level you get the uh, different plastic cards or paper cards and for our uh quarter one set so quarter four is heroic our quarter quarter one set will be our gsp holiday card to you which will be a set of three pilots that will be absolutely amazing and i have a I have my rough draft of the card right here, but I will show it to Marcel, Will, and Ryan when we're off the air, and they can enjoy my, uh, my doodling, but uh, it'll be a lot cooler than my doodles, I promise. All right, friends, we had four events this weekend. I want to lead off uh, just by talking about attendance for each of these events because... 
Some of these numbers we have to talk about. We've got to be realistic about them. And I want to I wanna have that conversation first. But what we do know, if we add it up, we had let's, – uh, let's, let's get the old calculator out here. Okay, the old calculator out here. Uh, 84 plus 37 plus 80 plus 25. We had 226 people compete in X-Wing events around the world in these four like larger tournaments uh, this weekend. Uh, 84 for Mustafar, uh, 80 for the Spain qualifier, 37 for the UK qualifier, and 25 at the Michigan uh, regional tournament, the G Michigan GT. Uh, now, before we got on on uh, on the air, Marcel, you were you were you were having some expressions about you were a little bit worried about, especially that UK number. Um, thoughts i mean uh, let's because when we hit these numbers it's going to be brought up it's, it's going to jump in the comments we're going to talk about it let's let's preemptive strike here a little bit let's just let's have the conversation because i think it's important well I, for me the uk one stands out just mostly because they're the ones that were breaking records before the pandemic they were the ones that were hitting 500 plus players in the tournament and um yeah i mean 37 is is not even regional mm -hmm. in in some of these um, regional events that were happening, and I mean I knew about the UK qualifier maybe two three months ago, so it's it wasn't you know like um, some other ones that just popped up. Uh, the Spain qualifier actually surprised me because I kind of had the had the feeling that people in Spain weren't high on x-wing right now but eight, i mean 80 is still not an amazing number for right. a qualifier but it's i mean it's 80 it's not bad it's kind of comparable to uh some of the heats that we were getting here in the states as well so it's it's comparable but 37 i think for the most part is um for a concentration of x-wing players we're talking about uh england ireland wales you know, the, the, um, there's just such a concentration of players that can probably travel a two, three hour trip to make it to the event. Even people uh, not in the UK can t take a train over or, or quick do a quick hop over and get there in in a in a couple hours, especially a plane trip. You can take a, I think, but from Spain from like France or from one of those places, Denmark or whatever it is, you can get to the UK in shorter trips than it takes us to get to Vegas, us being, you know, from the Midwest. So, I don't know. It, it, it's sad, mm -hmm. I think, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, I, I definitely feel like, because, I mean, we... I mean that that was like the brag for a long time, right? The U the UK events would be like what was what was their record? Was it five hundred? Like over five hundred. It was like five sixty or something like that. Some mm -hmm. crazy number. Over. <laughs> yes. Mm hmm. Um, and I mean, obviously, there there could be environmental factors, and one of the things that we have been talking about is just like there's people 
at different points in uh, in their in their life with all the things that have happened uh, over the last couple years, and uh, we have to just kind of wait and see uh, where things land out. I'm sure, I'm almost sure that uh, AMG and Esmodi will will look at that number and ask why. Now, do we? Now, I don't know. Do you guys, by any chance, know? Was that at like a convention? Was it a standalone event? Is it a community run thing? Do you guys know by any chance? I don't know, but I also wonder. I'm curious if if this is an X Wing thing or if if just that region, that part of the world, had lower number turnouts. You know, for other games you know whether it's warhammer or any of the other mm-hmm. games that kind of fall in the same space maybe right. even some of the card games like the magic the gathering and stuff like that so you know that's something that i don't know somebody from over there would probably need to just say like yeah just gaming in general in this area is like down across the board or is it just strictly a an x-wing thing Right. I mean, uh, from from the whispers I've seen, people are saying that it is it's low lower everywhere in in most games. I, I have no way to confirm that. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see. I we don't know, but definitely that thirty seven is is concerning uh, for sure. But mind you, we did have a bunch of Europeans playing in Mustafar. We had a bunch of Europeans playing in Spain. So maybe maybe. We wouldn't be having this conversation if it was one event with 150 people, right? Like, we wouldn't be having the, the conversation. So, um, and I, I mean, this is, this is from, uh, through, through the grapevine, my understanding is, um, like, the fact that both of these qualifiers were on the same date, um, like, I feel like that, that's a marketing, like, mess up. Like, I, I don't know who made the call to put two European events with how um, relatively easy it is to travel within Europe for uh, for these X-Wing events to put them on the same day is dumb. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't again, I I don't think it was a smart idea personally. That's yeah, all I mean. And, and, and like you said, or like somebody asked, is it if it's tied to a convention or if it's tied to some other event, and mm-hmm. when they're just, um, you know, just basically handing the reins to somebody else to manage, that's you know that that kind of just falls the way it falls. But but it, yeah, right. it's not a good look. We'll uh, obviously we weren't specifically in europe we don't know all the deets but that's just as an outsider looking in makes me go hmm why but anyway um what we do know is that x-wing was played this weekend and i want to take a look at some lists so i can see what list to steal the next time i play a game of x-wing because i'm a dirty netlister yeah i am all right so (laughs) (laughs) let's go ahead and um let's start with the michigan gt so we can give some props to our boy the champion of michigan ryan stanazuski hype 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 all righty so ryan give us uh so this event 
had uh, I think it was 25 players ended up showing up and yep. uh, what was what was like the format and things so people could understand going into it so it was also a maximum of 32 they had allotted and what I'm seeing in the chat people talking about the London GT I wonder if maybe not the same company but if there was limited space as well that it wasn't it unlimited and could do hundreds for the X-Wing and because the G as far as I'm aware the uh, the Michigan GT is much more focused on the the, the war gaming larger table stuff terrain based and everything so um, hosting Michigan uh, the, the, G, the GT for X-Wing uh, they at least had we had a cap um, okay yeah our uh, TO decided they wanted to run extended, but keeping the ban list. Um, turns out not a lot of actual extended stuff showed up because most of the standard stuff is just better right now. Right, Some people want right. to try out some of the extended stuff, which they did. But I stuck with a completely standard list. I think most of the top cut had completely standard pilots as well. All right. So, well, I want to go ahead. I want to start with you because we're, what we're going to do, we're going to hit the top four. And let's start with your list as a champion. Let us know what you played. So I went with a resistance list. I was going with at least the baseline of Finn in the resistance pod with heroic, elusive, presentive co-pilot. Uh, Wilsa Teshlo with ion cannon turret L or E R5. Bomblet generator, engine upgrade, targeting computer. Kai Thrinali, expert handling, ion cannon turret, proton bombs, engine upgrade, targeting computer. And then I went with Kaz with R2-D2 Astromech, Shield Upgrade, and Kaz's Fireball, because I chose for my 7-point ship when I was tossing around between Trigger Happy Poe or what I went with Chewie in the mm -hmm. uh, Falcon with Notorious, Marksmanship, Ray, Gunner, False Transponder Codes, and Ray's Millennium Falcon. Uh, the Marksmanship was just the one point I had left over, and sometimes it may have done something. The one game I actually lined up a bullseye for a couple shots with Chewie was against Grievous, and I did not want a marksmanship, so <laughs> I didn't want to use uh, trigger that impervium plating anyway. Um, I ended up playing, it was because the amount of players, we did four rounds of Swiss, cut to top eight. Um, I, so the, I, pretty, I mean, obviously I won, so list good. <laughs> uh, would I change or adjust? I like. I probably didn't even play super optimally on everything across the board. I think the thing that I've learned the most about in this one is Kaz has many other options besides just slap Notorious on him and then the normal like R1J5 advanced slam, pick your illicit, and targeting computer, right? Um, as we'll see in other stuff, I think uh, Mr. Uh, one Mr. Paul Heaver has another very specific CAS that performed really well. Mm -hmm. This R2-D2 shield upgrade, I mean, if you want to, I don't know if you can pull up the R2-D2 card itself, but I think it's worth yeah. going over because a lot of people aren't too familiar with it. I think it may have been brought up in a recent GSP event uh, when someone did run the same CAS. But a couple of uh, interactions I noticed with it is um and which which r2d2 is this r2d2 resistance astromech six points four charges okay none of them recur give me half a second and you sure. will have it um while you're getting that um chewy in when i since i had a lot of experience with poe and then trying out this chewy um, I think you can't go wrong either way. Chewie brings his own different stuff. That that second attack, so many plus notorious, so many people are hesitant about not even killing your ships. But like, 
Oddly enough, um, there was I, I missed the opportunity to do it, but we noticed that there was a there was a game where someone bombed one of my ships and killed it with the bomb. Chewie mm -hmm. could have attacked in that system phase when no one had tokens. So in this like prox mining, FO bomber heavy, um, or at least really highly competitive list, whether or not it's taken in a high quantity is a different story. Um, Chewie has a very interesting play in that where he can take an action and then attack in the system phase or even in activation, depending on how things go. Um, but for R2-D2, um, so its first clause during the end phase, you may spend one charge and one of your shield to remove one red token. And in the second sentence, during the end phase, if you have no shield active, you may spend two charges to recover one shield to gain deplete token. So baseline so with four charges, you can essentially regen your shield twice in a game. That baseline, pretty good. And only taking a deplete, too. Kaz might just leave. He doesn't have to do a blue. But he could still do a blue, clear the deplete, and it was that shield was pretty free. Um, one interesting wrinkle I found is because you have Kaz's fireball, you could pick disabled power regulator and, say, spend three charges to, exchange, to re remove a shield, get rid of a red token, with the first sentence. And the second sentence, do it in the exact same end phase, get the shield back by spending two charges to take a deplete. So essentially using three of those charges to swap your ion for a deplete. Which I think I, I used once. I didn't want to be ion the next turn. You're like, and nah, I, I'm good. And I, <laughs> and I still had my shield. So right. um, I end up just trading, spending three charges to trade that ion for a deplete. And it was well worth it. It's interesting um, that you took the ion upgrade. I could see uh, actually reaching for direct hit. Uh, so the wouldn't the hit from direct hit ping your shield off of you when you slam? Um, I hadn't thought of that. So if you do the direct, you're gonna flip it, but it, it doesn't tell you to. It doesn't tell you to take a damage. It tells you to get dealt a card, doesn't it? Nope. It says suffer. Suffer one damage. Could do that one, yeah. That's and then weird. it off your shield, and then at the end of the phase, you, you just, just get, get your shield back. Yeah. That's yeah, another option. So, um, this is just, I mean, because we don't see a lot of R2-D2 because most of the shields in Resistance are in threes, right? Right. T-70, three. The Falcon, three. Can't even take Astromech anyway, but if you could, three. Um, Y-Wings, three. Um, Kaz, because he can take shield upgrade, and R2 is the single shield ship that has pretty good uses for it with all the uh, flipping of those damage cards to get rid of your disarm, but then R2-D2 kind of mitigates them. So, uh, yeah. Uh, also, Finn is ridiculous, and I think in Resistance, you have Finn in your list no matter what. <laughs> One of two ways. It's a big Finn deal. Pilot, Finn pilot or Finn gunner, right? If you're bringing right. Ray, you can't take Finn pilot. But if you're not bringing Ray, you should have Finn pilot. Um, that uh, is still such an annoyance of a three-point ship with perceptive co-pilot heroic. And you're, there, I think there's a choice. You can do elusive. You can do expert handling. You can you can do predator. Um, elusive makes him ridiculously annoying. I don't know if he makes him too annoying and the people won't shoot him because I kind of want people to shoot him. 
Um, turns out uh, people still shot him because he might have been the only shot. <laughs> and they just get sad every time when they don't really do damage. And he shoots back really, really hard. I think Wilson might be one of the other three-point ships in the Resistance that might be the closest thing to an auto-include. Because Resistance Y-Wings are really good. I think Wilson's the best one because you can pass calculates at the start of engagement with L with uh, L for ER5. Larry! Larry, Lars, Lair, whatever. Um, yeah. And uh, Chewie, like I said, his ability is a very real ability. And Falcon with boost is still really good. Ray Gunner is very, very good. So yeah, that that is my list. Worked really well. Felt comfortable in a lot of matches. Uh, my final though is against. Uh, you want if you want someone to go over it, but I will yeah. say what happened in the final because it was very, very crazy. So the final would have been against the second place player. I'm assuming here, Christopher Tanner. Take it, Marcel. Take it where? To the to the next tournament? To the moon. Ooh. Uh, which moon? Which planet? The moon of Jupiter. The first one. <laughs> We're in the Star Wars universe. You're bad at this. All right. Uh, so we got Christopher Tanner flying Separatist Alliance with Django Fett and the Fire Sprite. Notorious Savage Oppressed. Proximity Mines, False Transponder Codes, Contraband Cybernetics, and Veteran Tail Gunner with the Slave One title. Uh, a regular Grievous with outmaneuver and toys, bombardment drone, proximity mines, independent calculations, uh, DFS 081 Vulture class droid fighter with Discord missiles, independent calculations, and separatist drone, Discord missiles, and grappling struts. Isn't there another two pointer that could be? Is it just the initiative that they wanted with the separatist drone? Uh, it's the same initiative as the other droids and could still take Discord missiles. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so it's a five-ship uh, list with two very good heavy hitters and one situationally very good ship. So the bombardment drone can be like a complete monster or a complete dud, but either way, he's um, you can't ignore him. And that was the ship that I alluded to that uh, dropped a proximity mine on one of my Y-Wings and killed it in a turn. But because it was like 9.30, 10 p.m. at night, because we did the four rounds of Swiss and the cut in the same day, um, my brain forgot Chewie could just, isn't isn't restricted to only the engagement phase. <laughs> when, when friend die, get angry. <laughs> um, so this, it was a pretty crazy game. The start wasn't too... Uh, far off. It was chance engagement. Um, I kind of tried to occupy Django with Finn for as long as possible and, and Wilsa. Um, I ended up popping some droids pretty early, actually, with combined fire from Chewie, Kaz, and uh, Kai. Um, I think my first ship that went down was Wilsa to that prox mine. I cut Chewie back down to deal with Django, but towards the end, it was getting tight. Um, there were lots of like lead changes. Um, I held a lead for like last couple turns uh, until we tied for two straight turns and ended the game 19 to 19. Funny thing was in the, in the beginning before that, since it was so late and we wanted to go home where I'm like, do we want to just road roll and then just go home? We, 
Well, and I left it up to him because I didn't care. He's like, oh, we can play for it. I'm like, all right, let's play for it. We played the entire game, 19 to 19, and we had to roll, roll, road roll anyway. <laughs> the last the last turn, we each got one, obje- one objective point, and he killed... He got the last two points off of Finn, who was half health already, so he got two. Once he killed Finn... Chewie did like a big boost in look at Grievous with three health left. Grievous had no mods because he was shooting an arc and I had to do two shots into Grievous to get half on Grievous to also get two to tie it while Grievous could not natty three hits into me unmodded because Chewie had a strain with three health remaining. We could have just died also to Grievous. So uh, it was pretty crazy. Uh, we both kind of just looked at each other like, really? We got through all of this at a nineteen nineteen tie. We're just going to roll anyway. <laughs> it was meant to be. It yes. was meant to be. <laughs> it was foretold. We knew. We, we knew. <laughs> all right. So congratulations, Christopher Tanner. Very cool list. I think very similar to something that we're going to end up seeing at Mustafar. But let's keep it going here. Uh, our third place player, Matt Zimmer. Take a look, Will. All right, Matt Zimmer is flying the Rebel Alliance, has Alexander Callus out with Predator, Fire Control System, Dorsal, Magva, Yarrow, and Veteran Turret Gunner, Han Solo, Trickshot, Novice, Technician, Chopper, Ezra, Gunner, Engine Upgrade, Falcon, and Ahsoka Tano with, in the A-Wing with Predictive Shot, Extreme Maneuvers, Predator, and mag pulse warheads uh so this is another instance of a ghost out there and this one utilizing the veteran turret gunner uh, for those follow-up dorsal turret attacks uh no no gnors uh, so sad no you cannon on this one uh but the uh tankiness of that ghost when you're out there reinforcing you do have a coordinate from ahsoka if need be uh so you can uh come into like combat with target lock and a uh reinforce of course magva yaro could get you a target lock if they do a damage to callus uh, while attacking him uh, so could be just self-reliant out there out uh using uh fire control system and that crew member uh, but, I mean, we we don't see too many Hans around, but uh, Han Solo is still very, very good. Uh, this one has the you know, force point through Ezra and uh, Trick Shot and could even do uh, Ezra's uh, double attack. If you're, I believe if you're, you just have to spend his force charge to shoot out to the other arc. Ah. Then uh, if you're stressed, you get a reroll. Can I say yeah, yeah that that's it. Can I can I say like Han and the Falcon is one of those ships or pilots that I feel like like so few people play but whenever I see it across the table I go ah like cuz it's good. It's just it's just good. It's not like in fashion. It's not the sexy ship to play, but when it's out there you know that it's good. Like Han, Han is good. Always has been. Turns out Always has been. Yeah, still just as you know, slippery as ever with that high initiative, big base boost. Uh, plus, you could. Uh, I mean, I think Ahsoka must be doing a lot of interesting tricks in this list. 
uh, doing uh, things like coordinating uh, Han, uh, coordinating Callus, even while stressed. Uh, I think that could, I mean, plus Aeson out there with them uh, as well. I mean, with that extreme maneuvers, uh, being able to target lock and then hard turn boost uh, really could get them into some tricky situations. I was I like that Magpulse war warhead call for salvage. Guaranteed crit. Yeah. You just need to pop pop it off. You got it there. All right, and to wrap up our top four, we got Zach Rigiti, one of our boys out of Michigan. I believe he's part of the the Brew Squadron, right? Um, he brought Boba Fett. Where? Boba Fett with Fearless Proximity Mines, Marauder title, Maul, and Veteran Tail Gunner. Pretty classic build out there for Maul Fire Spray. You got a, a modification out the front with Fearless when you're jousting people. You got Proximity Mines for when they're sitting behind. And, of course, Veteran, veteran Tail Gunner. Uh, Boba's going to be in the mix. You have shots out the front and the back. Pretty solid. Manaru, then in that Jumpmaster 5000, has Notorious Gar Saxon over two modulators, Punishing One and R5P8. Notorious, we we know that uh, her ability to pass tokens around is very good. Uh, you have a lot of flexibility there. The loadout allowing you to take punishing one um, makes it so that you want it, you definitely want to take Manaru out but you can get punished with notorious giving her that um, uh, that modification and then on top of that let's go ahead and take a second and talk about gar Saxon that's gar Saxon gunner right yep I'm assuming saw that in uh, the last uh, GSP event where crispy one with a scum list that he featured this exact same Manaru. Week yeah, so. after, I was like, hey, more Gar Saxon gunners should show up in the meta. There it is. And uh, Gar Saxon, for those of you who don't remember how that card is worded, while you perform a target lock action, you can choose, you can only choose an object in the front arc or the back arc. And while you perform a primary attack, if the defender is in your front or back arc, you may remove one orange or red token from the defender to roll an additional die to a maximum of four. Hmm. Maybe something like Notorious. Maybe. Right, um, say, seems good, or just I mean, stress tokens as well, different flexibility, especially now. I mean, people stressing and straining themselves is a common thing. If you can use those tokens in multiple ways, seems good. Over two modulators, very common as well, right? It's another just like, oh, look at these tokens that I can use as well. To round out the list, we had Gomet Key in that Hawk 290 light freighter, allowing probably Boba Fett to end up carrying mods over um, from turn to turn. But of course, having that um, that flexibility is great. Has elusive and protectorate gleb out there for some coordinates, so some fully modified shots. And uh, to finish out the list, we had Leighton Ashara in the M3A with Deadeye Shot and Ion Cannon. Really, you're there for the Ion Cannon. And uh, if you shoot Leighton and Miss, uh, is very good at taking multiple shots because of her ability being able to give her an evade. So also also note Leighton and Manru are the same initiative. So Leighton can put an ion token on someone, which can trigger Gar Saxon if you don't care about that ship being ion moved, or if it's not even ion yet, single ion token on a medium or large base. And I'll just use it for another dice. 
Yep. Or or just being able to uh, to be like, yeah, they're going to go one forward anyway. Like, why why would I just not let this be consequential? Seems pretty solid. All right. Well, that's the top four there for the Michigan GT. Um, Ryan, any like weird list? Anything out there? I just kind of want to take a quick scroll. But did you see? Do you remember anything that you saw where you're like, that that's a choice that you made, and I'm surprised by it. Um. I'm going to say, so actually, I'm going to highlight, uh, I've seen this plenty of times because he's local to me, but I know other people looking at it will be like, I see some stuff, but like maybe not everything there. Uh, Alex Merrill, uh, he was the only person to beat me the whole weekend in a Republic list, five ship. Um, some of the well-known uh, hitters were there. Uh, we have Hound with Yoda, 7th Fleet, Agile Gunner. We have Obi-Wan, Marksmanship, R2-D2, Calibrated Laser Targeting, and Synchronized Council. That'll be a little bit of a reoccurring theme here. We have Contrail, Dedicated R3, Synchronized Besh, Proxmines. Then we have Oddball in the Y-Wing with Belly Run, Proton Torps, R4, Synchronized Council. And then Warthog in the Clone Z95 with Prockets, Dedicated Synchronized Council. So one thing Alex has done really, really well with this list is maximizing that synchronized council usage and not in like a gimmicky way. It is a very dangerous thing that like between Obi-Wan shooting and Contrail shooting before Oddball, Oddball is going to get his proton torpedo in some capacity. He's been able to use Contrail in his games to flex him out wide when he needs to. He says, if you're going to chase this three-point ship, okay, but he's going to help Oddball get his locks he needs to because he's... Because Contrail's got R3, he just needs to shoot someone, not care about the shot. I'm not going to use the mod, because this oddball shot's going to be even worse. And that's if oddball needs help, right, with that. Mm -hmm. but, um, a lot of times you see synchronized counts, and you're like, well, with chaff around, there are things that gets a little gimmicky. It's just, it's more insurance policy at this point for him that he's maximized to be able to make it as effective as possible. And uh, don't sleep on that Warthog. I've used another Republic list. Um, just you're not going to initiative kill him because you can't. So if he wants to hold on to that focus to shoot you with the procket, he's going to hold it the whole time and say, hey, I'm going to get you. You can't stop me. All right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's now slide over to the UK qualifier event, the London GT. All right. We're going to just kind of finagle this over just a little bit make sure things can be seen uh, let's go ahead and hit the top four here as well we're gonna go ahead and let's see go by cut and it looks like there we go we have our top four right there and uh, marcel go ahead take the champion name is tim grogenberg flying the republic uh, so he's got uh, another Republic list with Hound. Uh, he went with Satine Chris, 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 Corky Chris, and Seventh Fleet Gunner. Um, that's a really good loadout. You missed Agile Gunner a little bit, but Satine just the the amount of mods that it can hand out every other turn is just crazy. Uh, he's got Contrail with Crackshot R4 P44 Alpha. Besh and Proximity Mines. R4P44, if I'm not mistaken, that's the um, 
That's the pattern analyzer type. No, that's R4P17. This one is uh, after fully executing red move. If you have enemy in bullseye, gain it calculate. Gotcha. Okay. And then he's got oddball with crack shot, seventh fleet gunner, R7A7, and synchronized console. I'm guessing that's uh, Y wing oddball if he's got seventh fleet gunner on it. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. That should be, unless there's one more point available in the list that we're not accounting for, then that could be Arc 170 Oddball. Okay, so that's an Oddball with uh, some Fleet Gunner. Uh, I can find out for us. Keep keep going. And, uh, yeah, we'll click with Proton Bombs, uh, dedicated Proton Bombs, and then Mace Window with Foresight, foresight Compassion, and calibrate, Calibrated Laser Targeting. So with two... Um, Seven fleet gunners out there just makes contrail click and mace just hit um hit pretty hard i mean make some three dice guns or even four die gun and mace windows case so that's actually doing the math that is arc 170 oddball okay that's, that's, uh, that's pretty good uh, that's, hound you... five oddball five click three contrail three mace four uh can you can you double up on seven fleet gunners you can proc two at once can't you if it's a two die shot that you want to make four but four dice is with, always the max with the maximum four yeah okay. so you can take um actually if you think about it then you can turn mace bullseye shot into a five dice shot at range two instead of only range at, one that is correct yeah, so at range yeah. two you can say well i'm gonna double seventh fleet and shoot four dice and add um focus Sorry, result at range two or three yeah. All ranges that bullseye is really dangerous, and click could lock mace and still make it not be a not give the enemy a range three bonus too. Oh, that's dirty. Oh, that is <laughs> a, a range three, five die attack without range bonus. Without range three bonus, that's that's actually pretty crazy. That's uh, cool. Yeah, that's that's a lot of that that's a lot of firepower from. Oh, I'm gonna hang out here at range three. I'm I'm, I'm in a good spot. I'll be safe. I'll just bear a roll. We'll be yeah. fine. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> you dumb messed it's up. Just sitting there, it's just sitting there like, mm -hmm, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, th I think it's a, definitely a solid list. I think it's a list that probably in a, it probably doesn't stand the test of time in a, in a, in a longer, bigger tournament, unless you get, it, it's a list that I think requires either ex a lot of luck and a lot of, Precision flying plus, uh, actually, a lot of precision flying plus a little bit of luck, get the matchups correctly and stuff like that. Uh, but I may be wrong. I mean, yeah, just just even just eyeballing it, um, I can see a number of of lists that might give it. You know, for example, the Vader plus five uh, Tie Fighters. I can see it struggling against something like that. All right. Well, let's let's keep it rolling here. And will with uh, in second place, we have a unexpected a pilot. I would not have expected to see on uh, on a on a top table. Uh, yeah, this is Demetrius. He is flying a scum gauntlet. This is Maul. Uh, that is uh, a. Is he also nine points these days? He is in a, that most expensive, elusive category of ships. 
uh, 11 health, three force, two agility. Uh, I can understand why he might be that uh, way. Uh, but has marksmanship, fin row, uh, crew to remove those stress. Uh, super commandos, uh, cad, wait, no, so that must be fin row gunner. We got so many people on board the ship. Oh, because he normally gets, oh, I'm going to pull this up in the builder because he has way too many yeah, so people have, on here. This is a party bus. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of crew on here because not only do you have Dropsy Bay that gives you two for a mod slot, you have Night Brother oh, that gives you Night Brother. Three, so yes. four crew on this ship. Uh, four crew and a gunner. Wow. Okay. So that is, those crew are Fenral, Super Commandos, and Cad Bane, and then Greedo Gunner. Uh, Cad Bane gives Maul a boost when they drop the Super Commandos. Uh, Super Commandos are technically a device, uh, so you can red oh. boost. I was wondering, I was like, there's no bombs on here. Why would you bring that? <laughs> oh, that's, there it is. Uh, that's going to be, that's a spicy system phase boost uh, uh. from a large base. I could get you off guard. Uh, plus, then the, the stress doesn't matter too much because you got contraband as well. Uh, plus, Dropsy Bay, as we talked about. And then Night Brother, that could get you an evader focus if you choose to keep your stress uh, while you do that shenanigans. Uh, but could be, uh, man, could get in and out of combat very quickly there. Uh, just a full party. Uh, the, the friend Rao as well could help you mitigate your stress. If you boost into range one, you can activate and remove that stress token um, for uh, your movement the following round. We have very similar uh, then as uh, Manaru, as we saw before, Notorious, Garsaxon, uh, Contraband, Cyberdanks is the three-point illicit of choice, Punishing One, and R5P8. Uh, just... Uh, a great ship, uh, point for point at five uh, total points there. Uh, nine health can mod attack dice uh, many, many different ways. Uh, such a valuable piece. A little bit, uh, what do I want to say? Uh, the only downside with Manaru is the maneuverability. Jump Master's kind of got an asymmetric dial, plus it's a large base. Uh, but man, your gun and health uh, are online. And then, speaking of guns and health, Q9 and the Razor Crest follows it up with Landau Calrissian, IG-88D crew, a heavy laser cannon, BT-1 gunner, contraband cybernetics, and then uh, the Razor Crest, which would allow another illicit, uh, probably false transponder codes if you're taking contraband um, as in your open, your uh, public information slot. Uh, but could be could be some other things, I guess. Cargo shoot. Hey, I have a couple of options there. But this combination uh, between IGD and Lano Carizian on Q9, whenever Q9 does these advanced maneuvers, whether it's a stop or K-turn, you can take a strain to do a calculate action. That action would give you two calculates from IGD, and then Lano Carizian crew allows you to spend a green token to reroll up to two of your dice. Uh, so you get a lot of modification uh, out of these extra uh, tokens you would be receiving. 
Uh, plus, you can shoot that uh, four dice heavy laser cannon if you can line it up. Uh, each one of these ships just uh, screams uh, double modification. Maul's probably out there taking target locks. Manners uh, doing the same thing with uh, R5, P8, and Q9 doing something similar with uh, IG88D crew. Uh, sounds like a nightmare, uh, to be honest with you. Plus, you got the uh, the commandos to help out with your your red dice each round as well. Uh, could be uh, a a nightmare. The I really like the combination of um, super commandos and notorious as well, so you can get those extra strain out there too allow uh, Manero to modify, uh, get, some, get some re-rolls. A very cool list. You might be muted, Dion. Wrecked every time. Mute. All right. Uh, so our top four competitor, Ty Harris here, uh, and actually both players ended up playing Resistance. Um, we start here with Poe Dameron. Which one, Dion? We're playing with the trigger-happy flyboy Poe Dameron there. We got Heroic, Ferrisphere Paint, Overdrive Thrusters, uh, R4 Astromech, Proton Torpedo, Black One, Munitions Failsafe. Pretty, I think that's a pretty standard Poe um, for the Trigger Happy Flyboy. Uh, you have the Overdrive Thrusters, so you, you have double actions every turn. You can end up getting a lot of maneuverability. Um, though, you know, you have to make sure that, uh, that you actually get those proton torpedoes off, especially paying that extra point for the trigger happy Poe Dameron. So, uh, you know, obviously very good build on Poe. And, uh, if, if I, when I fly trigger happy Flyboy, this is the version that I am flying. Uh, you just got to make sure you get those proton torpedoes off. Then we have uh, Resistance Pod, Finn, Elusive, Heroic, Perceptive Co-Pilot. Um, I mean, Finn, we've talked about him many times, an absolute uh, heartbreaker and a very good ship in, uh, in the Resistance. You got to have him. Uh, Kaz in the Fireball. I feel like Kaz is, um, I mean, is becoming a staple in Resistance lists as well as Finn. You know, it's Finn, Kaz other stuff did you bring other stuff do you have space for a wilsa um basically this fireball has got notorious r6d8 what's r6d8 dion i'm glad you ask this is a resistance only droid while you perform an attack you may re-roll a number of attack dice up to the number of friendly ships at range zero to three that the defender uh that have the defender in their bullseye so it's predator but you got to check your buddies right um so that's that is that droid so giving uh kaz some re-rolls there has the advanced slam the cloaking device to be a sneaky um objective person when it comes to assault of the satellite array or trying to get across the board during scramble 
or even trying to get to uh, a crate during salvage. Obviously, you cannot be cloaked while doing that. And then wrapping it up with a couple of Y-Wings, Shasa Zaro and Wilsa Teshlo. Uh, Wilsa with R435 Larry. Uh, that's pretty much been the staple for Wilsa, having those droids. And the question basically usually ends up being, what bomb are you taking? This We have Ion Cannon Turret, Bomb Generator, Targeting Computer, and Engine Upgrade on Wilsa. For Shasa, we got Prox Mines, Dorsal Turret, Marksmanship, Engine Upgrade, Targeting Computer. Very, uh, very good list. Uh, very safe choosing to go with the trigger happy flyboy poe gives you a less little bit less flexibility and what else you can bring with the squad because um you know you have uh, one less point to work with but obviously worked very well for ty and ryan finishes up here with the other top four competitor uh oliver pocknell Yes, we got Oliver Pocknell running uh, Trigger Happy Poe. This one with Trick Shot R4 Proton Torpedo Overdrive Thrusters, Electronic Baffle Black 1, Jamming Beam, and S Foils. We have Ray, Shattering Shot, Trick Shot, Rose, Finn, Ray's Millennium Falcon, Wilsa with Ion Cannon Proton Bomb Engine of Targeting Peter. No, no, no Larry, this one. None at all. And wow. then BB 8 with Ferrosphere Targeting Computer. Um, so Oliver going with uh, as heavy damage as possible per shot with the trick shot Poe, the proton torpedoes, and the ray shattering shot trick shot going for, saying, I'm going to put some obstacles between myself and you, and you are going to pay for it. Um, Poe, with his ability for overdrive thrusters, can make that happen uh, maybe a little bit easier than Ray, although Ray's a large base. Um, so that's is sometimes it can be easier, sometimes it can be more difficult, depending on what you're bringing and what your opponent has uh, in terms of obstacle uh, selection. Um, I'd be curious uh, how much the proton bomb was worth it on Wilsa versus the uh, bomblet generator and and Larry, because I know there's there's a point left over on there in that Wilsa. Um, since there's no nothing else different besides the swap and bomb and uh, droid that Wilson normally sees. The BB-8, uh, Ferrosphere targeting computer, saying, if you are going to target my ship, uh, better not be with a target lock, otherwise you're going to get stressed unless you have a bullseye on me. But I also have targeting computer, uh, so if you're not looking at me, I might be a little... All right. So that was our top four for the um, the London GT. Congratulations to all the players, and of course, congratulations to Tim for getting that dub, walking away the champion. Next, we're going to go ahead and jump to the Spain qualifier. This one was on tabletop.to. Uh, unfortunately, apparently, um, in in España, half the players don't know how to put in their list. They got so the SP at the bottom, though. You can just. I mean, I yeah, it. but how about just make it not look like garbage? In my opinion, as a TO, how about that? How about you paste it in the right spot so it doesn't look like poop? But anyway, <laughs> all the love. I got I got to rag on them a little bit. Come on. Come on. What would you prefer? A, thank you, or B, come on. Come on. All right. Anyway. Anyway, I'm complaining for no reason. Obviously, thank you guys for putting in your list so we could talk about them. All right, well, let's go ahead. Let's start with the champion, Louis, um, Marcel. Louis 
Lozano. Luis Lozano. Uh, so he flew uh, a Republic squad with OV-1 and the Delta-7 with elusive R2-D2 calibrated laser targeting contrail. Uh, let me, oh yeah, contrail with crack shot, R4, alpha bash, and proximity mines. Mace Windu with heightened, heightened perception, compassion, R7A7, which, let me see what R7A, uh, while you perform an attack, you may spend, okay, so it's the crit droid. Um, then click with proximity mines, R4 and alpha bash. And then Hound was the team increase Ghost Company and some with Fleet Gunner. So didn't go with Corky Chris, Corky Crease. He went with um, Ghost Company, which is, says after you perform a primary attack, if you are focused, you may perform a, an attack against the ship. You have not attacked this round as a bonus attack, um, which is a. Uh, an interesting choice with a ship that has seventh fleet gunner and you're uh, disarming yourself. Um, so that it's an, it's it's probably it's an interesting choice, probably suboptimal choice uh, if you're combining both of those speeds because they can cancel each other out. Cat, stop playing with the camera. And um, yeah, I mean it's a really good. So it's got two deltas, two. Uh, uh, Dingus class B wings and a hound. So, all right, yeah. yeah. I believe at Crate Cup we saw a player. I think it was Noah Frenapful who ran a very similar build, Seven Fleet and Ghost Company on Hound. It definitely it showed some uh, some legs, but the difference was that they had a perceptive co-pilot co co instead of Satine. So I mean, maybe maybe that could be the huh? I don't know. It's 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 interesting, interesting, interesting thought. Obviously, it worked out right to be able to get the get the championship. So yeah, Luis... it's, a, it's not a small tournament either. I mean, it's eighty people. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it going. So we had next we had uh, Donnie Abril. We're, by the way, we're going to be going through that top eight. Let's go ahead, scoop out this URL, and see what we got here. Take it, Will. All right. So. Uh... Let me let me do that myself here too. I cannot decipher these these texts. Okay. Oh, uh, this is an Imperial list with Darth Vader Defender, uh, utilizing classics loadout here. Malice Juke Heavy Laser Cannon. You get that free evade from full throttle. Combines great with Juke. Vader can only spend his force on offense. Uh, that combines with Malice uh, perfectly. Uh, to get some extra crits, unless you're shooting that heavy laser cannon. Uh, Vader basically sets down four hits every time he attacks. Uh, pretty, pretty ridiculous. Uh, maybe not as ridiculous, though, as this Thai mini, mini swarm. It is five of them, uh, which is Iden with 
elusive ion cannon. Uh, she can prevent other TIE fighters from taking damage once per game. Uh, those other TIE fighters are Jingo Jingo Wampa, and uh, they are utilizing the Contraband Cybernetics. Wampa has elusive, and then the last two-pointer is Valen Rudor with Marksmanship. So take it all four named two-point TIE Fighters plus item uh, gives you just enough room to put in that uh, nine-point defender. I saw this um, similar list archetype flown by uh, Andrew in GenCom. And it, this list terrifies me. No, thank you. I uh, do not want to see this across the table. That uh, gives you two very clear options. Uh, would you like to shoot TIE Fighters or would you like to shoot Focus Evaded I-6 Defender? Um, and neither one's really a great option, unfortunately. All right. Then we continue here. Ander Lopez, Ander, not to be confused with Andor. Lopez. I'm enjoying that series, by the way. It's good stuff. Good stuff. We should probably talk about it at some point. Are you ready to talk about it, Will, or are you not ready yet? Uh, I'll watch episode four tonight. Okay, thank so you, That way sir. we could talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, he brought a resistance list. We talked about Poe Dameron earlier, and it is literally the same exact loadout with that trigger-happy flyboy. We have Shasa and Wilsa. Uh, the different choices here, Sasha has proton bombs. Wilsa, no Larry droid, but has cluster mines there. So going for that, uh, that extra reach on the uh, on the cluster mines and we're finishing out the list with lega adding an additional y-wing for four points electro chaff missiles watch out for the chaff bb8 for some pre-positioning some system phase shenanigans with the newest errata um very very good uh engine upgrade tier fawn belly run as well and then finn with heroic predator and perceptive co-pilot overall um this is a lot of what we are seeing um i mean the resistance salad right or resistance efficiency i don't not sure what the exact archetype is but essentially it's like take poe or ray or chewy and fill in the rest and you're probably going to be okay you're probably going to be okay i think the right definition for or the right title would be mm -hmm. both for the resistance for the empire is mm -hmm. you're either flying resistance 24 points or empire 24 points um because i mean that's really what they are they're just more value than what any other faction gets for the same thing mm -hmm. and whether it's the y wings or or the tie fighters that are getting spammed uh, at two or three points it's just it's just kind of ridiculous because it it's there's other you have to do way more with other factions um to get the same value out of your ships and it's just they're they're way under costed so i would say both most resistance and empire lists that are winning right now should probably be 23 24 points yeah but i mean had we even seen resistance before those y wings came out like they were struggling to uh, figure out loadouts until those Y wings. 
I, I mean, Ray, I mean, you can even look at um, Nova with uh, you know a couple of the list. Well, there was um, a bunch, a bunch of yeah. resistance in Nova and Gen Con. They, yeah, they Gen came Con, on force. They, they those had the undefeated. Yeah, you had the undefeated one at Gen Con, and then you also had Duncan at Nova flying Poe, uh, Ray, and uh, Plus One. I think it was Covenel. Oh, there's two Y-Wings? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, he had, had Covenel. Yeah, that's true. Cova, that's a non-Y-Wing list. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and both, one of them went undefeated in Swiss at Gen Con. The other one uh, Duncan made top four with. So th- th- there's options. Um, but definitely those Y-Wings are the ones that are pushing – Resistance over just some just the same as the Tie Fighters are pushing the Empire over because this all these Rear Admiral and the uh, Vader plus five. I mean they're they they're not the same list without those cheap two pointers. Right. I I mean I I think the simplest solution is just to split uh, wartime loadout and intuitive control Y-Wings into two different pilot cards, just like they did with the 7B. So that way they don't have this like ridiculous amount of loadout uh, to pay the 10 points for wartime. Could be an easy solution. But yeah, that could be a way to do it. They got a lot of levers to pull, uh, fortunately. So we'll see which uh, way they take. Yeah, and your camera is weird. Um, my, I'm having an issue with my leg, so I'm sitting on the floor. Ah. Uh. Yeah. I can't push the camera lower right now. <laughs> so I'm just ahead, mostly. All righty. Well, let's keep it going. We have uh, Sergio Sanchez. Take it, Ryan. Sergio going with an Empire list, um, starting with two Jingoists, both with Dead Man Switch. Uh, we got Vizier in the TIE Reaper with Emperor Palpatine. Those are sort of the three common things in the seen in Empire stuff in the past. We got Captain Faroff in here, but not with Seven Sister, opting for Crackshot, Targeting Computer, and Hondo Crew. Then you have Rear Admiral Shiranu with Disciplined ISB Slicers, Vader Crew, Agile Gunner, and Gar Saxon Crew. So Imperial Gar Saxon. We don't see a ton of that, but it's while a friendly ship at range 1 to 3 with an initiative 4 or lower performs an attack against the defender, you have locked the attacker may change one eyeball to a hit result. So everyone else here right now in this list is I4 or lower. So once Shirinu takes a target lock, um, as long as he keeps it uh, after he shoots, everyone else will be able to take advantage of that soft eyeball to hit uh, focus conversion. Basically like giving every one of his friendly ships at range 1 to 3 um, a calculate that can only be used on offense. Well, I find that I find that call interesting because I feel like with, with Sharanu most of the time when I've flown Sharanu you're reinforcing or you're target locking for offense. If you have another way to get reinforce so i mean i, I just well, find it a, an interesting you play. do have two reapers who can both coordinate true and hondo on one of them who lets that uh reaper coordinate at range three as well so there are ways to get Sharanu a lot of actions actually um now whether or not i'd be curious to see how many uh how often this list went up against 
FTCs or chaffs or jamming in general. Because that's the one thing is that, that Gar Saxon crew, to me, uh, so easily gets broken by a lot of that stuff. It just, mm. like, there goes that card if you just say you don't get to lock for whatever reason. Ferrosphere, even. Uh, your sensor scramblers on the whispers or silencers. So there's a lot of anti-lock tech right now. Uh, so anything that is lock-based additional offense for me um, is a little lower on the totem pole. That's why um, looking at all the pose with proton torpedo, I look at it and say, it might need to be outmaneuver. But still did well, obviously. That's right. Let's keep it going. Marcel, we have Juanjo Garcia Roche. I think he's number five, but okay. Is he number four? Uh, number five. We're doing top eight for this one. Okay, gotcha. Uh, let me open it up on Yasby because I did not get that far. I think we were doing top four. So we've got uh, Jorge flying uh, Delta 7 Obi-Wan with elusive calibrated R2. Um, click Wilhoff in the Nimbus class B-Wings. Um, Hound with Satine and Corky this time instead of, um, instead of Ghost Company 7th Fleet Gunner. Uh, went with, actually this is an interesting one. So Wilhoff Tarkin with Elusive R4 Astromech and Electroshaft Missiles. I didn't even know you can get an Electroshaft on a V. He, he has a natural missile slot. Mm -hmm. That is actually very cool. Um, did not know that. That's and, and he's only three points. That's that might actually be. I think the only up. other person who can chaff in Republic is uh, the Gauntlet. Yeah, I mean this is actually really interesting. I, I, I'm wondering. This sounds like a like a better buy than Contrail in a lot of these um, Duncan-esque lists. Um, well, I think people people like the Initiative Five. I think it's usually what they're what they're going for there. The Initiative Five is good, but just the shaft cloud just makes you fly a completely different game. It it, it disrupts your entire game. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just so valuable right now uh and makes windu with heightened perceptions r4 p17 and calibrated laser targeting r4 p17 is uh that one is the pattern analyzer droid the you know or double contraband droid whatever you want to call it um take a take an action after performing a red maneuver and uh yeah i mean it's different variations of the exact same list uh in both situations uh that we've seen today ob and mace windu above anakin so kind of going um more for the additional agility a, a bunch of three agility spam um that has the potential to put out a lot of damage i like i like this list a lot actually the more, uh, it, it's very interesting this and the fact that you can get Mace Windu with a uh, 7th Fleet Gunner plus rerolls from Hound at initiative 7 to you know potentially initiative kill even an, an, uh, an initiative an Anakin. 6 yeah an Anakin or a Poe or a Wedge or whatever um, even if it's not initiative kill it's you're going to die this turn you're at one hall uh, well 
you know, get your shot off, get, get it off early. So it's a, it's a good list. I like this one a lot, actually. A All right. The, the next list is the last one I want to fully break down because seven and eight will give them a shout out, but they have similar lists to what we've talked about already. We'll go ahead and hit up uh, Daniel uh, Azueta Curto's list. Okay. Uh, this is a rebel list uh, that includes Luke Skywalker, Titan Perception, Elusive Proton, Chopper Crew, and the Spare Parts, or Chopper Crew, duh, Chopper Astromech, and Spare Parts Canisters. So you can actually utilize Chopper uh, to get a third torpedo if you want, or even utilize, uh, I believe, Spare Parts uh, would count for that uh, to get a shield back if necessary. And then, uh, let's see here, uh, we got Fen Rao and the Sheathapede. Uh, uh, has Swarm Tactics, get another pilot up to six. Tristan Wren uh, to add a crit modification to any munition in R4 because of Fen Rao's ability to stress himself to deny uh, token use. We got Dutch Vander uh, probably just hugging right next to Fen Rao uh, with Ion Cannon Turret, Magpulse Warheads, and R3 Astromech for the double locks. Uh, great candidate for Fen Rao to coordinate uh, because Dutch would effectively coordinate a second ship as well. Uh, we got Aaron Kraken uh, with Elusive and Plasma Torpedoes, and Arvel with Crackshot and elusive uh, so there's a lot of ways to get uh extra actions here between dutch vander fen rao and aaron kraken uh plus the the combinations of plasma torps and then uh hitting them with a magpulse warhead and a double critting proton torpedo uh, could absolutely just uh, alpha strike a single ship off the board um very easily uh, this is taking that standard like what we've seen is like luke and uh, wedge uh, but then essentially splits that wedge into aaron kraken and arvel in the a-wing uh, to get uh, a five ship list there uh, very cool i love uh you know me i'm a lock fanatic uh so all these all these lock mechanics and munitions uh makes uh, complete sense to me all right and for our final shout outs for the spain event uh angel rangel espencaro had a django grievous plus droids list and ruben barrio had uh a resistance list that doesn't have a Ray or a Poe or a Chewbacca in it. We got Kaz, Kai, Wilsa, Shaza, Finn, and Lega. This is a Y-Wing list plus friends. Uh, but we do have a Finn because Finn must be there, right? Predator, heroic, perceptive, co-pilot. Now, friends, we've gone through three tournaments so far. Uh, in the top cut, we have mentioned Rebels, Imperials, Republic, Resistance. What? what scum. 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 Missing first order. Where? Where? Uh, the, did everybody just get bored of the bombers? They get bored. I think legitimately, I, like it's. I think, they're I, still really good. That just. I think it's boredom. Try other stuff. 
It's, I mean, it's 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 a it's an S tier list, so I think it's just boredom. I think people just don't want to fly it. Right, because we're we're gonna see, we're gonna get through the the top eight of Mustafar, and there's no first order here either. I don't think. Yeah, there uh, were. Or was there? All right, but maybe it's different, different first order. Anyway, we'll we'll take. It was all the the the, the quick draw plus stuff. I think. Oh yeah, no, there was. We are going through some events and only doing certain amounts of the cuts. So true. May if you look through, there may actually be first order that may cuts in some of them, but as per the top level cuts or like half the cut that we're looking at, yeah, we haven't talked about any first order. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and move on to Musafar again. Our final Galactic Qualifier, the Galactic Championship finale happening October 22nd, the, that weekend. So make sure to watch your email for instructions on how to buy your ticket, those of you who qualified. All right. So we start with the champion, Andrew Oler and a resistance list. Ryan, go ahead. Take this one as our uh, resistance connoisseur. This is an archetype uh, we haven't seen a lot of, if at all, really. Um, we have a six ship, and it's utilizing all three of the Y-Wings. All of them with... Just making sure. Nope. Not, all right, I have to go with them individually now. Never mind. Uh, normal Wilsa. We'll go with that one, at least. This is the, the traditional Wilsa. It's got Larry. It's got the Bomblet Jenner. It's got Ion Cannon Turret. It's all there. Uh, we have Kai Threnali... Uh, running very unique. Um, it's got Belly Run, Dorsal, not Ion Cannon, R5X3. Two charges um, to which either in the engagement phase, in the activation phase or engagement phase, you may spend a charge to ignore obstacles. So each charge is for a phase, not a round. It's very different from Collision Detector in that regard. Proton torpedo, or sorry, proton bomb, not torpedo. Engine upgrade targeting computer. Shaza is a little more um, normal in the fact that there no astromech, just belly run, and then proton bomb, engine upgrade targeting computer, and I can't enter it. Very interesting to see how that uh, R5X3 probably gets Kaithernali the ability to uh, just get through and go to other um, obstacles and unexpected things that people won't be able to expect you to do and with Seraphon Bellyrum actually gives uh, Andrew the option in the engagement phase if he's sitting on a rock to say if I'm gonna shoot with my dorsal turn anyway I don't need to spend the other charge to be able to shoot if I'm gonna be using a secondary turret weapon anyway um, and then you have BB-8 with Chewbacca crew in resistance uh, which starts with a charge face down and the charge uh, flips face up when a friendly ship takes a damage. Certain range restrictions may apply. And you may spend the charge to convert an eyeball to a crit. This is all for memory. Make sure how close was I? Odd, BB 8, Chewbacca. Yeah. Set up this charge, friendly ship range zero three is dealt damage card, recover charge, perform an attack, you may spend two charges. Okay, so you lose one charge, it means you have one available, but you need to spend two. Change an eyebrow result to a crit. So that was close-ish. Um, and then we also have Finn, Predator Heroic, Percentive Co-Pilot. You have six points off of that. Rounding that all out, that's six points still left after that. You get Commander Poe with Heroic, Crackshot, 
R4, Astromech, and Proton Torpedoes. Um, I th Looking at some numbers I was able to pull uh, later, or earlier today uh, from Chris's very helpful uh, data collecting, um, Chris Allen specifically, uh, Commander Poe is actually performing better than Trigger Happy Poe. Granted, Commander Poe has less overall showings in popularity, but um, is performing at a higher rate than uh, Trigger Happy Poe. Um, is it what is I'm it curious thing... about? Because I, I, I have yet to try Commander Poe myself. I don't know yet when people have played him very effectively, how often he is he only using his ability for himself? And I mean, I assume at least on the torpedo turns, he's using his ability on himself. But outside of that, how often is his ability being used for a friendly ship? If from from what from what we've seen on stream, he's normally using it for himself. He's doing normal Poe things. He's just only doing it every other turn. And what we're seeing is uh, you still have the um, the linked action, right? Uh, folk, is it barrel roll into focus? Is that the focus order? Focus into barrel roll. Focus into barrel roll. Like you could still do double actions as needed um but turns out doing that at i6 it's still very good every other turn yeah i think it all depends on what your wingmates are if your wingmates are throwing not that much you know if if in this particular case what we're seeing um you know your your wingmates are not doing a whole lot uh, in terms of offensive output, maybe not so much, but if, if you're putting him with, uh, I, I played against another version of the same six-point Poe at one of the other tournaments, and he had um, a couple T-70s out there, and he tossed that over to the T-70s that were going to be in the scrum a little bit more than he was sometimes. So I, I guess it's situational, but it gives you that option, which is which is good. Awesome. All right, let's keep it going. Well, speaking of Marcel Manzano, our runner-up for the Mustafar Galactic Qualifier, Marcel, tell us about this uh, this monstrosity you Man, brought to Mustafar. He couldn't even win a tournament. Um, Such a scrub. Yeah, I, I agree. I concur. So, yeah, so this one, I, I went through a lot of different versions. I actually took a version of it to Nova. Not a, it, I don't even know if you can call it a version of it. Uh, it I took a seven-ship list to Nova and um, have been tweaking it with uh, just trying different things and, and getting different people's feedback on it. And this is what I landed at. Um, so I landed at Countdown with Ruthless, Crackshot, and Tiber Saxon. And Countdown is basically there either to um, he's there as 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 he's there as my Vader in a, in a way. He's there as my uh, just. What do you mean? What do you mean as in your your Vader? Like flanking Vader on crew? the other side, either either is going to put out damage or is going to draw attention. Is, is going to suck up some points. Uh, collect. Something happened. Uh, basically, the only way that you're going to damage him is if you're focusing multiple guns at him in a single turn. So you have to take a... In order to kill him, 
uh, within a reasonable amount of time, you have to dedicate multiple guns at him in the same turn, and they have to land. So it's it's a distraction. It and he's out doing his own thing without and 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 able to put out damage. I mean, he's still got a three die gun and crack shot and ruthless. So he's got the potential to put out damage, but it 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 takes attention away from the six ships that nobody wants to joust. Nobody wants to joust six TIE fighters. Mm -hmm. So it allows me time to do whatever I want in terms of getting objective points, building the, getting the correct setup. If they put, you know, uh, a lot of people play with the uh, asteroid field to kind of disrupt the formation. It allows me to kind of, just fly around it at leisure because most have those couple people, of turns to adjust. Yeah, and if they if they decide to go after the tie swarm, then one, you're wrong. Don't joust the tie swarm, and two, it gives Countdown the ability to come in at the flank and with the boost into like a three bank, it, it, he can get back into the fight pretty pretty quickly. If if, if, you, if you ignore Countdown, he's going to be in the fight in one or two turns anyway. So that's what I meant. Uh, so then I've got Aiden with uh, no ion cannon, uh, ruthless, elusive, uh, jamming beam because it's free, cluster missiles, and targeting computer. Moff Gideon with uh, ruthless, threat tracers, and false transponder codes. Gideon Hask with the same loadout as Aiden, ruthless, elusive, cluster missiles, and targeting computer. Delmico with elusive and heavy laser cannon, and then two jingles with false transponder codes. Quick question here. Quick question. Yeah. So the targeting computers, how often did you actually use those? I know we didn't see mm. you use them. You ended up getting I your did. locks each time. Nope. If, even in the in the in the did match I, against the Republic, uh, Iden to get the the because Iden had Obi Wan target locked in order to get the three attacks on the lat and then follow up three attacks on anakin mm -hmm. i did the target lock action and oh, that same right, turn right. Ma, that same turn gideon hask also did a target lock action on lat because his target lock was on uh actually it was on nobody he was outside when the threat tracers came out he was outside the range three so i target locked lat the lat which helped me kill the lat uh that that turn with two ships so i i used it pretty often i used it pretty regularly um because uh and there were there were other situations where even in the final uh getting a has target locked bb8 as an action because I, I thought i wasn't going to get shot so uh, it, it, it's useful and also it's free i mean what else am i going to use uh, ruthless is i'm not going to go predator i needed ruthless right so what else am i going to get from one point so. All right. Well, let's keep it moving here. Speaking of FO, but not playing FO, we have Christopher Crispy Patrick. Take it, Will. All right. So this is a separatist list. Uh, has Django, General Grievous, and Previsla. Django has Trick Shot, Jamming Beam, Chaff Missiles, uh, Savazo Press for that Force Point. Contraband Cybernex, Pulse Transponder Codes, Slave One, and Veteran Tail Gunner. Uh, the 
uh, Django uh, able to carry those chaffed missiles uh, allows it to uh, joust more ships than it nor would normally be able to, plus the ability to launch and then turn away from your own chaff cloud and shoot through it with your trick shot uh, has extreme value as well. Uh, the uh, General Grievous, uh, pretty standard loadout here with outmaneuver, impervium plating, and Solus 1. But the real standout here is Pre Vizsla in the gauntlet. Um, Pre Vizsla uh, looks for ships with uh, initiative uh, equal to or higher than their three. And every other turn, when you attack that kind of ship, uh, you can spend both your charges to get an extra attack dice. Uh, that means uh, could be uh, five dice out the front range one, uh, or uh, could just be utilizing the two dice rear arc and making it three attack dice as well. Uh, this has marksmanship, uh, Bo-Katan Kreese uh, for some zero range zero to one rerolls on offense. The Death Watch Commandos. Veteran Tail Gunner, Trap Seat Bay uh, for those commandos in the swivel wing. So this is the second instance that we've seen a gauntlet mm -hmm. uh, that brings the commandos. Uh, I, I think uh, uh, very early on, uh, that was kind of my thinking of like, once you get to this certain uh points uh you know this previous was seven malls nine uh that uh your three dice gun just isn't enough uh, which i think uh, is interesting here for previsla you do have the front and rear attacks you do have an extra dice uh that you can throw around as well but those commandos are, I think, so important to hand out those strains to make sure your shots count. Plus, they give you four attacks as well throughout the game. Uh, could be very valuable. Again, we see them utilized best in a three-ship list to uh, combat some of that uh, weaknesses of, like, uh, focus firing, um, a ship down. Uh, they do. They still shoot three dice with a f uh, single focus mod. I mean, that's as good as most vultures out there. Mm. Uh, and you, you can get them for what seven, seven loadout or so now. I think uh, it is a valuable piece if you want to be investing in these big gauntlets. All right. For the top four, we had Paul Heaver with a resistance list. His flavors were Ray in that Scavenge YT-1300 with Notorious instead of the very the more common uh, heroic version. But we got Notorious, Rose Tico, Finn, Dead Man Switch, Engine Upgrade, and Ray's Millennium Falcon. So Ray obviously is consistently targeted. So there's very good chances that she is, uh, is able to... Uh, take advantage of that strain token that notorious gives whether that's with a reroll and or um being able to uh, reduce the agility of an enemy by one we also got kaz without maneuver dead man switch and 
Kaz's fireball. Obviously, Kaz able to get around the field very easily. If anybody can set up an outmaneuver, it's Kaz. Then we have Poe Dameron. This is also Trigger Happy Flyboy. Uh, sorry, uh, no, this is Commander Poe, excuse me. Uh, the orange one with outmaneuver as well. R4 Astromech Overdrive Thrusters and Integrated uh, S-Foils. Outmaneuver um, obviously being absolutely fantastic. You can't chaff an outmaneuver. Um, it's not dependent on target locks. Obviously, you want to be throwing modified attacks. But uh, if you can consistently get that outmaneuver or set up situations where your opponent has to choose whether to get outmaneuvered by Poe or by Kaz, you're setting up some difficult situations. And then to round out the list, the two-pointer extraordinaire BB-8 with automated target priority. And Han Solo. This is the Han Solo that gives you a red evade action on your action bar. And uh, what's the ability, guys, for that Han Solo? I don't remember it off the top of my head. You get multiple evades uh, for ships that range 0 to 1. Specifically uh, enemy ships. Enemy ships, so, yes. After you form a red evade, gain additional evade tokens equal to the number of enemy ships. So you're already getting one mm -hmm. by taking the evade action. So it's like Bay's Malbus. You get more. Yes, but oddly, no limitation for this one, whereas there's a limitation for Bay's. No, yeah, I guess in theory, you could get nine evades if you somehow found yourself against a full swarm. What about an epic? You well, jeez. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we want to talk about a, an, an objective getter. Just go, go to an assault zone and be there and evade, or go, go carry this crate somewhere. I'm just gonna evade. <laughs> I mean, two, two evades got to be better than a single calculate for BB-8, right? Like, mm -hmm. so I, I, it seems to make a lot of sense in that aspect. All right, let's keep it going with uh, place five, our first instance of First Order coming in from Charles Holcomb. Take it, Ryan. Not a very common First Order list either in terms of the pilots we see. Uh, we start with actually Quick Draw. Proud Tradition, Elusive, Pattern Analyzing, Special Forces Gunner, Fire Control System, and Shield Upgrade. I think that's the, the suite of uh, upgrades we see on quick draw or we probably would see quick draw on the most other than maybe swapping one of the talents for afterburners instead of shield upgrade but opting for just the here's an extra shield here's an extra potential uh health of uh quick draws shield pool to use the ability to shoot twice uh, in uh, a turn um then you have captain phasma in the tie sf with also proud tradition of fire control system pattern analyzer and special forces gunner um i'll say captain phasma is one of those ships that's sneaky good in 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 salvage carry the crate other people around me can take the crates i will continue to carry this crate you can't stop me la 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 um backdraft proud tradition advanced optics and special forces gunner and then static with elusive and ion cannon and then finally a uh familiar first order sighting with scorch with fanatical elusive and advanced optics so just a bunch of ships that look like regular tie fighters three of them that look a little more special than the other ones and just chucking three dice attacks five of them one of them happens to just be an ion cannon but they're all 
can be three dice at range two to three and four dice at range one. It's going to hit you really hard. It, it's kind of it kind of has like a five x five x feel to it, except a lot more tricks. There's an oh. AC uh, or just a really jousty, dangerous quick draw. There's a durable phasma. There's the dangerous front and back backdraft, and then you got um, two ships that have three agility that are not easy to take down with. Uh, definitely with static with elusive, but uh, scorch being very well modded, but then opting for elusive instead of predator, which I think when you have advanced optics and fanatical, that probably ends up working out all right. All right, we did have another first order squad, and our first appearance of a tie FO bomber. Take it, Marcel. So we've got Kylo and the Silencer with Extreme Universe, Center Scramblers, and Advanced Proton Torpedo. So this is Silencer, not um, the other one. By the way, this um, is Andre Paris. Yes. And it's with Commander Malrus, Marksmanship, and Cluster Missiles, Scorch, Shield Upgrade, Static, Proud Tradition, and Ion Cannon. And then you have Grudge with Elusive, Electroshaft Missiles, Skilled Bombardier, Proximity Mines, and Delayed uh fuses um so it's very similar to the list that we've been seeing but uh downgraded the second bomber to static in order to upgrade kylo to the silencer kylo i think that's the only change right and went with the shield upgrade instead of the optics on scorch which a lot of people tend to do all right Next, we have Michael Shively with the Separatist list. Will? All right. Uh, he has brought uh, Django Fett, Zam Wessel, and the Separatist Hyena Bomber. Uh, that Django's got Treacherous, Palpatine, Proton Bombs, Contraband, Delayed Fuses, Slave One, and Veteran Tail Gunner. Uh, with Zam having the notorious Count Dooku seismic charges and contraband. Uh, then that uh, three-point hyena is utilizing electro shaft missiles, independent calculations, and landing struts. Uh, so taking a play out of uh, uh, the old 200-point uh, double fire sprays, but this time you get to bring a chaff-throwing uh, hyena. Uh, which could be great in uh, Assault as well, uh, even uh, some of these other uh, action-orientated objectives where the fire space don't want to spend the actions, say pick up a crate or uh, scramble. You have that little uh, hyena to do those jobs uh, for you. Uh, but yeah, the classic uh, throwback double fire spray here uh, with the, the force points and uh, the the double taps, whether Django's going front to back or Zam Wessel's doing it through her conditions. And our final top eight list comes from Doug Howe, flying uh, a little bit similar of a list that we talked about earlier with a twist. We got Darth Vader, but in the TIE Advanced X1 with Shattering Shot, Trick Shot, Pattern Analyzer, Collision Detector, we got Two Jingos with Overtune Modulators, Vizier with Emperor Palpatine, and then Seven Sister 
in the Thai Advanced V1 with Brilliant Evasion, Elusive Predator, and Prockets. So uh, pretty solid list there. Um, I think ended up losing in the well, obviously in the top eight, but uh, but a great uh, great run by Doug Howe uh, with uh, with a combination of ships that uh, that I wouldn't have expected that Tie X One uh, and the tie advance from seven sister or the tie v1 uh, with seven sister in there it's something that we really haven't seen uh having that ability to spend two force to negate and evade very powerful does that work on primary and special attacks or is that only primary attacks or it doesn't matter I believe it's primary only mm, either way very seven good sister is primary yes all right, so you got you got. Do you want do you want this this problem this proton rocket or do you want predator and uh, and her ability? Right, you have a couple of choices there. So with that, that does bring us to uh, to the end of our our Wait. absolute gauntlet of going I through. I want to do one more list that's in here okay. somewhere. I don't know okay. who it is, uh, but it's. It's a list that is very interesting. I think you had it on stream, um, and I played against it on on Saturday. It's a it's a eight ship uh, tie swarm. It's oh, you're talking about the Discipline Blacks. Yeah, yeah the Discipline An Blacks. Anthony Marchand. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, two two slots under Doug Howe. Yep. yep there you it. go. So uh, yeah, this was I, I thought a very um, you know, you can play around with Vizier and Captain Pharaoh's, um, well, actually not with Vizier. You can play around with Captain Pharaoh's, um, loadout, but I think it, you know, the Ruthless Child and Target and Computer makes them really tough. Uh, so essentially with this, you've got two Reapers that have a lot of health, six TIE Fighters, and then on top of that, you add the Super Commandos to throw two more, two die guns at range one and two and essentially you have 10 firing arcs uh pointing at you and and covering every angle and on top of that uh every time you kill one of them um you know you get the the target locks and and the barrel rolls plus um you know you're working very hard for a lot of different two points and if you want to get that four point uh, from Vizier or Captain Pharaoh. Um, it's, I just thought it's a, it's a monstrosity of a list as well. It's just, you know, par probably part of the reason why, um, you know, a lot of us feel that the generics, instead of being costed at a ridiculously unplayable format, should probably just be pipped. Uh, to avoid stuff like this where you just spam something that's super cheap and super efficient and end up with 10 guns on the, on the field. And it's not double taps. It's 10 literal guns on, on, on the mat. So it's... Um, there's, there's a difference in line of thought. This person, Anthony, likes having a bunch of small guns. You like a bunch of you like a small amount of big guns, though. Well, yeah, I was still shooting nine times a turn, not ten. So, but double modded, three and four dice at a time. But still, like just even that, it 
I played against them and um, in with the list that I flew and they were you, you you faced them with oh, your yeah, yeah we had we had wow. oh my god we, 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 <laughs> we had 15, <laughs> so 15 many, ships on the board too many things so <laughs> oh my Lord. um I was able with my list I was able to uh kill in one turn from full health to dead a double reinforced uh Mornike. And I was able to kill from, again, full health to dead, a double reinforced Bosk. When I played against this, I was only able to kill two TIE Fighters with that same offensive output. Um, so we went from, you know, knocking out seven or eight point ships that are basically like 30, 40% of their damage output to me killing two ships and in doing so getting punished because now everybody got target locks on me and was able to you know do double modded attacks back at oh, it's also well. got to be like the math between like sure it's reinforced and they're lessening the damage right but damage is still going through and you have enough numbers to where it's going to stack up well i was the double jamming case. the reinforce so their double reinforces were being zero reinforces with multiple Tracer. Oh, so they didn't even have to reinforce. No, I, 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 yeah. So, oh, well, yeah, tracers and false strength. That's a more codes. different story. That, like, because otherwise, your two dice, if they're going into tie fighters, like, there's a lot. There's a, a solid amount of attacks that could just be like they don't do anything because they just made it. They shrug them off. Yeah, they like. Oh, I rolled two, three. I, I rolled three dice. Chat. Someone in chat had a good question. How long, how many rounds did you get in that game against this list? I mean, I assume after two rounds of combat, a lot of ships were destroyed. <laughs> oh, fuck. Kind of a, I mean, it, it was very basic maneuvers on both ends. So I think we got like six, seven rounds. Oh, and he won. He got that it. My, that was my, my Swiss loss, yeah. All right. Well, pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. Uh, I, when we saw it on stream, we were like, wait, what? What are generics? Why? Why? They're in this game? Are you Are you crazy? Sir, they're called non-limiteds. All right, that's what they identify as. Not in my book. Okay. Oh, right. generic is a slanderous <laughs> term. Muted, they're saying. Uh, just uh, just, just for a second, them. there. I clicked the button. Oh. You're good. You're fine. All right. So, uh, again, thank you to all the players who played this weekend, and to all the tos organizing that information so that we could take a look at it. Um, I mean, we saw, I think we saw a little bit of every faction, right? I think First Order probably had the lowest representation out of everything, maybe tied with Rebels. Rebels trying to find their way. We still we still saw X-Wings uh, out there on the table for Rebels in Europe. And uh, some people starting to experiment with that ghost. I know that it was, didn't make our top eight cut, uh, but that is uh, that is that. 
Now, before we head out, I do want to address uh, first-time caller asking any tabletop.to info this week. Um, so I was, I'll make the same update that I made. I did make it, I believe, on Discord. Uh, but essentially, the uh, the owner of tabletop.to um, has decided they do not want to sell. Um, or at least that our price that we gave wasn't enough and uh, it's going to be sunset. So tabletop.to is for sure going away. Um, and I do know of at least three different projects that are, uh, are happening and actively being worked on to uh, be replacements of some kind. And um, they're in a bit of an arms race to basically see who – who who gets critical mass in the community first um they're being worked on one that does exist right now um is long shanks i personally have not used it yet uh and planning on dabbling with it and seeing what powerful tools exist there uh to see if uh, if it floats my boat for and meets my expectation i'm personally involved in two different projects that are uh being worked on one that was the previous Save TTT team, uh, and then uh, also Brian uh, uh, Gamble from Co-op Print Yards is working on his own as well. So, uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll be doing that and. <laughs> that is that is that so um but yeah everybody thank you all for a wonderful weekend of x-wing and uh, we're coming up on a, on a i know i have a long weekend but i will be traveling this weekend not for x-wing for different other other work in a strange twist of events so we have to wait and see what monday night ends up looking like but uh coming up very quickly on that galactic championship and on that note friends um you know we have the galactic championship and it probably will end up being the one of the last big events with our current points is there anything out there in the meta that we haven't seen yet anything that that you think i, I i've been the the appearance of that pre Vizsla shook me. I was shook. I was like, what? You played what? And did so well? Um, yeah, like I, again. There, there were other gauntlets too that made cut. I mean, there was a, there was that one, then there was the one, the scum one. Uh, I played it, I think it was a top 16 match I played it, but it was uh, the Camry. Mm -hmm. uh, Camry flew a, a very hard to kill Boba, uh, I don't know, some gauntlet plus cannon. Probably Rook cast if it's not ball. Probably. Um, so, I mean, there were, and then in, in, in the other tournament, we saw Maul. So there, there were gauntlets out there. So I'm pretty sure that there's stuff that we haven't seen. And also combination of we combination of things that we, we that we have seen mm -hmm. value pieces put together in a different way so it's kind of like a plug and play like a little bit of tetris going on like i got six points and these are four different things that are good value picks at six points and, and just mix and match so but, all right 
we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I'm 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 excited. Um, what I want to do, not this week, but the week before the Galactic Championship, we got to make some bold predictions. So for those of you at home, I want you to start thinking of what are some bold predictions you would have for the Galactic Championship finale. Five qualifiers worth of events over five months. Uh, a lot of X-Wing has been played, and we will crown a champion very, very soon. Any shout-outs or anything you guys want to do before we head out for the night, my friends? Uh, no, just shout out to everyone that that I played, and I'm pretty sure Ryan will say the same for everybody he played. It was, um, you know, th there was not a, a single bad experience with win or lose on any of the matches that I played against. Everybody was, I had a great time in all the matches, um, and hopefully my opponents did as well. Awesome. Yep. Well, oh, uh, go ahead, Brian. Shout, yeah, shout out to. Uh, the crew who helped run the Michigan GT, um, everyone who showed up to play, it was fun, it was good to see everyone, all my games were very enjoyable. Uh, I even got to play a very young uh, gentleman, couldn't be older than 12, um, just enjoying his time playing X-Wing, flying a couple of uh, Inquisitors, Wampa, and Gauntlet, Imperial, so he was just having time of his life and enjoying playing some X-Wing. Love it. Love it. All right, everybody. Well, hopefully you had a good time hanging out with us, learning about some lists, deciding maybe what is it that you want to try on the table. Maybe you want to start countering. Maybe you are secretly planning in your X-Wing brain for what you're going to bring to the Galactic Championship finale, and you plan on taking it all the way. Be smart and be safe. Gold Squadron, out.